Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 13. This is a psalm attributed to King David, and it's a lamentation. David is crying out for God's help. It seems that God is absent from his life. You'll notice as we read through, there are three basic parts to this psalm. It's rather short, but we're going to read through it together now. This is the English Standard Version. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So as you notice as you read through this, there are three basic sections. The first two verses are really set apart with the question, How long, O Lord, have you forgotten me? There's this sense of absence. This painful question that's hanging out there that the psalmist asks. We think of Abraham when God made this promise to Abraham years later. God had promised Abraham he would bring him an offspring. That a nation would flow from Abraham. And Abraham cries out to God and says, Eliezer, my servant, that's the only offspring I have. How long is this going to take, Lord, for you to answer this promise and this prayer of mine? Think of Job chapter 3, the questions he has as he faces God. Deep, probing questions. I would say that a healthy relationship with God is one that questions. That God would invite our questions. You can't read through the Psalms and not come up with that. The Psalms are inspired. And th- all through the Psalms, we have people grappling with God's absence. God's lack of activity. So it's okay for Christians to have that conversation with God in their prayer life. It's right there in the inspired text of Psalms. Asking deep and probing questions is part of a healthy relationship with God. It's okay sometimes to have those kinds of questions. We make big mistakes if we tell people that faith is this life where you never have doubts. A time where you don't struggle. It's just not true. Faithful people throughout the millennia have struggled with big questions. And there's ups and downs. If we're honest, there's times when our faith is great and there's times when it's not so great. And we're in the depths of despair and we're crying out to God. In verses 3 three through 4, we see this progression. If God is absent from his life, if God will not intervene, three things are going to happen to the psalmist. There's going to be decline. There's going to be defeat. And there's going to be death. Those three things are coming. His enemies are lying in wait, and if God does not show up, he's going to to go into this time of decline, defeat, and death. So this is pretty serious business. David needs God's help. Then we get to the end, we see this change in the attitude of David, where there's this confidence all of a sudden. Where does this come from? And we go from, God, where are you, to I'm going to die, to now I have confidence in you. And the confidence comes from two places. First of all, God's character. God's character is one of steadfast love. We've used that word hesed many times on this podcast. Hesed is God's covenant 
dogged love for his people. That he loves them so much, that he will love them all the way through the grave and into eternity. That's the love that God has for his people. So there's part of God's character, but also David's experience with God. God's been good to him before. And so he reflects on God's goodness in the past and says, okay, based on God's goodness in the past, I can trust in the Lord. So let's think deeply together today, this morning on this podcast. We live in a world sometimes where it seems like God is absent. We know that God is there and he's real. We look at the created order. We see the splendor and the majesty of creation. We know the logic is that there is a God. We feel his love at times through the indwelling of his spirit. There's times that we have inexplicable joy. We experience the love and fellowship that we have in Jesus Christ. We realize that is real and palpable. Also, we look at revealed scripture. That it just makes sense that God's way of looking at the world just makes sense. That there's objective truth. I mean, there's just so many things that the Bible tells us, like, first of all, the family, how important families are, and we just look empirically, that societies that have strong families flourish. Societies that respect the property of others flourish. Societies that respect life flourish. I mean, there's so much empirical evidence that God's way of doing things, and I'm talking about morally, God's moral law, makes sense of the universe. It makes sense of our deepest desires. We want to live in a world that's like that. So I could go on and on that there's evidence of God. Obviously, he's there. But sometimes it just seems like he's not present when we're struggling. We realize that God is good by his revealed character in Scripture. But he still allows evil. So there's big questions that hang over. Why is God so good and so powerful and there's so much bad in the world? It's a really good question. It's called the question of evil. And a lot of Probably the best atheists that are out there and the arguments they make against Christianity, that's the the argument they turn to, and it, it may be one of the best against Christianity. I really don't think arguments from science are really that good. They're actually pretty terrible. But the argument for evil in the world is one that Christians struggle with. And let's just think for a minute, how, how do you answer that question? That if you've got a good God that's powerful, why is there evil? Epicurus a long time ago was a, a Greek philosopher and he said either God's good and not all-powerful or God's all-powerful and not good. And his point was if God was good and all-powerful, then he would do something about evil. So either God is good and, and wants to end evil, but he can't, he's powerless, or God is all-powerful and not good because he just allows it to happen. But the Christian position is much more nuanced than Epicurus or other people would ever want to imagine. It actually makes sense of reality. There's something deep and abidingly good about this creation. We, we get glimpses of it at times. We feel it. Maybe a family reunion, the birth of a child, a beautiful sunset, somewhere in natural in God's natural order, walking through the woods. We feel there's something basically good about this creation. But there's also something tragic and broken at the same time. And scripture reveals that there was a time when things were perfect and great and wonderful. We have echoes of a fall from paradise. But the Bible also tells us a tragedy came into this world of sin and death and decay. That answers a lot about the created order and why it's the way it is. But the ultimate answer to the problem of evil is the cross of Jesus Christ. 
for some reason, God allows evil to exist. And some would believe, and I, I go down this route too, that God allows this to happen because God wants us to be able to love. You see, you can't love unless you have the choice to love. Love is choice. And so if God made us automatrons and robots that we could never practice evil or sin, we could never experience love. And so love is so powerful and so wonderful, God allowed for the opportunity for evil so we could have love. C.S. Lewis, that's one of his main arguments for the problem of evil. I would take it a step further and say the cross tells us more. When you look at the cross of Jesus Christ, it tells us that God does care. Now, I can't tell you exactly why God allows evil, pain, and suffering. I believe the, the free will and the love argument is one of the best. But I can tell you this, that God intimately cares. He cares so much that he became a human being and got involved into this planet and allowed all the pain and suffering, sin and destruction to come crashing down on him at the cross in Jesus. So I can tell you this, God does care. I can look at the creation and know that God is all powerful, but I know he cares because I can look at the cross and see that he cares that much. He enters the problem of pain and suffering and suffers himself along with us. So this is a deep mystery when you start to think about why bad things happen sometimes in our world. But some of the greatest stories of faith are people that have walked through suffering and stayed faithful to the Lord. That's some of the most powerful stories that, that you'll ever read is people that stayed faithful even in the midst of great suffering. And it is a testament to God and his love for us that he will see us through the most difficult circumstances. You see, Christians don't get a free pass on pain and suffering, but we do get the power to go through it, that God will walk through pain and suffering with us. And then somehow, mysteriously, in the cross, in the redemption of Christ, our suffering is redeemed. We suffer alongside Christ, and that suffering is redeemed because we're told there's a day coming when pain and suffering will be done away with that this world will be set right. And that'll be a celebration. One a lady that was a Christian long ago that the Catholic Church calls a saint, she said that these sufferings that we go through, even in the worst life here on this planet, will be like one bad night in a hotel compared to eternity. Maybe we should think about it that way, that this temporary time of suffering that we go through is doesn't compare to what's coming in eternity with God. Well, today we got a little bit deep with some of these questions in this psalm, but I thought it'd be a good time to talk about the problem of pain and suffering and why do bad things happen? How can we have a good God and see evil, pain, and suffering in this world? It's always a deep question. What I love is the psalms do not shy away from these kinds of questions. This is real stuff. This is not fluffing stuff. This is not fluffy a little devotional readings. These are difficult at times. And that's why I like it, because it's real. This is real life. Well, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you continue to ride along with us with our podcast as we continue to read through. We're going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the resurrection from the dead in general for the next two weeks. So I look forward to those podcasts. God bless.